Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here we go! Carter relaxed and smiling. Oh! He slapped him! Like I don't like you because you're dangerous. I don't give a fuck what you say, motherfucker. Yes! He shot! He has done it! Maverick, we're hit, we're hit again! Damn it, Maverick. I'm on my way. Three, two, you can be my wingman anytime. This is the Believe in MMA Mavericks podcast, featuring your hosts, Mike Straka and Ike Feldman. Welcome to the Mavericks show, Mike Straka along with Ike Feldman. Ike, it's been a weird, weird week in mixed martial arts. It's been a weird week in the world, man. <laughs> yeah, that that's. I've never watched so much damn news in my life. But what's going on, man? Like Disney pulled the plug. Yeah, uh, I just was reading up on that for uh, UFC 249. We talked about it. The percentages were never a hundred or more than fifty. But right. Governor Newsom in California, he reached. He went above the UFC and straight to Disney and ESPN, and then uh, Disney ESPN pulls the plug he, on. He Dana. went straight to Bob Iger. <laughs> is, is that the yeah. the head honcho? Yeah, Bob Iger is the head honcho of Disney, and he, uh, you know, he he's a pretty he's a pretty uh, sane guy, I should say. <laughs> as opposed, you sound as a, you sound like tongue in cheek there. As opposed to Dana White, who's <laughs> insane. But no, dude, Bob I, Iger, Bob, <laughs> Bob Iger is pretty sane. Gotcha. I mean, dude, I I the the whole whatever song that is if it's r kelly my mind's telling me no but my body my body's telling me yes like <laughs> my mind was telling me dude I, this is the stupidest most risky thing that khabib can't do it he i'm glad that he can't make it but my body my i, I want to see the fights you know that would it, would it would do huge numbers next it's week. not just about the fights though i it's, a, I it's know, about this- no it's about normal life again like we want to be normal again like we want we want to be normal. There's nothing wrong with that. It's true. It's true. In the statement, it said like that. We understand how much we want to get back to normalcy, but yeah, the timing is not right. No. So, I mean, we're not in the normal time, man. There, there will be movies and Netflix shows about this time. Yeah, the Bird Box, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good movie. I love Sandra Bullock. What have you been getting it? She gets better with age. Like if we did like a top five people get better with age, it's like Jennifer Aniston, Sandra Bullock, uh, Jessica Alba. Oh my uh, God, I know. yes. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'll be, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. It's that kind of week. It is that kind Listen of week. Listen to me, man. man. What, what have you been Jennifer, getting into? Jennifer Aniston. Are you kidding me? Jennifer Aniston. Do you think Brad Pitt upgraded going to Angelina Jolie? No, I do not. Uh, so I you're you're the not. Jennifer Aniston type. Oh, I'm the Jennifer Aniston. I am in Jennifer Aniston's court all <laughs> the, the way. Jennifer Aniston. Dude, Angelina is Jolie gorgeous. is my she's the most exotic uh I think woman on the planet. Let me tell you something. Back. Like I went on Netflix today and the first movie that came up was Salt. And I went right by I haven't it. I've seen that. I went oh. <laughs> right by it. And I picked I picked Driving Miss Daisy with Morgan Freeman. 
because I don't want to watch Salt. I don't want to watch anything with Angelina Jolie in it. I don't want to watch anything with her in it. That's Nothing. with Lee Schreiber, right? No. Salt? Yeah, I thought she, like, kicks ass in that movie. She like, does kick ass in that movie, but I didn't salt watch it. Angels. No, not Salt and Pepper. Salt Angelina Jolie. Are you fucking looking it up on Google? Yep, Lee Schreiber. Are you happy with yourself? His real name is Isaac. That's you a see, good movie, man. You see, I wouldn't know because I didn't watch it. That was the Fair. point That's of fun. my whole story, is that I didn't watch the movie. I've been watching a lot of movies, man. Me too. Have you seen Selfless, Ben's Kingsley, and Ryan uh, Reynolds? Yeah, I, I watched that. I didn't like that movie that much. Good movie. Yeah, very different, very different. I didn't like it that much. Oh, you're a harsh critic. No. Have you seen the new Tarzan Driving with uh, Alex? Miss Daisy. Are you? Are hate... you? You're talking to me. You're talking to me about Tarzan. This is why we need normalcy. It's true. Like we're all hanging out. <laughs> we're all we're all quarantining ass. ourselves. Oh, uh, dude! And already two fifty. UFC two fifty is falling apart. Uh, the Brazilians can't travel. Like the, everybody's got to just take a chill pill. Right, we just have to learn to like isolate our minds and meditate. I'm being the kumbaya guy. I feel like you're like three shots of whiskey deep. I think you should wash yourself. <laughs> I do wash myself. I, I try to take a shower every night. Every night, <laughs> but I don't wash my hair because it could be a dry scalp. <laughs> I have a uh, desert genetics. I, I say this, man. In the Northeast, when it gets cold, my knees creak and crack like a grandmother. I have the Israeli genetics. I have the Native American, Mexican genetics. Like I, I'm, I'm made for hot weather. I might move out to California to Florida, man. Why not? Well, when I heard uh, who we have it, Dan Caldwell, when he said you were out in Cali and then you told him you were pitching a show, I was like, holy shit! I was like, I didn't know you were living in Cali, man. Must have had a great time. I live with Derek Sherinian. Derek Sherinian was my roommate. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really? Yep. Damn. Okay. So you guys were really, really boys. Oh, yeah. Derek's a great guy. One of the best guys I've ever met in my life. Since I've been following him on Instagram and Twitter, I've been learning a lot more about him. And he's cool, man. He's like, he is like the rock and roll keyboardist. And he, uh, he expressed himself. He's not like, he's not like a little, uh, a dweeb keyboardist. He's like a rock and roll oh, guy. He knows I, his I fights too, shit. right? He yeah. knows his fights. Here's the thing about Derek Sherinian. People in the business, in the music business, know who he is. Like, there's a big difference between you and I knowing who Derek Sherinian is. People in the music business, like Slash or Billy Idol or pe like people in the music business say, oh, Derek Sherinian? Oh, okay. They're like, oh, okay. Is this Derek Sherinian on the line right now? Or is this a former Oh, no, it's got to be Sandy UFC Stout. Tough guy. Sam Stout. What's up, brother? What's up, Sam Stout? <laughs> What's happening? What? Hold up. Time out. Before we get to Sam Stout, Mike and I are going to tell you about a little place called betonline.ag. Hey, Ike, how you holding up in a coronavirus crisis? I'm doing good, brother, but I'm running out of stuff to do. You can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. 
No NBA, no NHL, no MLB, no freaking problem. BetOnline has you covered with hundreds of places to wager. They got their online casino, blackjack, and my favorite, poker, baby. You know, and sports aren't totally done, Ike. There's still American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee. Big Brother, eSports. Copy, Charlie, I'm here, bravo. And they have a $750,000 poker series. Wow. You can count me in. There's still a lot of fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. And one more time, that's betonline.ag. Use promo code MYPOD100. Betonline.ag, the fun never ends. No, it don't. This is the Believe in MMA Mavericks podcast. How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm going a little crazy being stuck in the house, but I'm hanging out. I think we all are. (laughs) Yeah. How's your daughter, Sam? How's your daughter? Pardon me? How's the daughter? How's your daughter? Yeah. She's good. She's with her mom right now. She's coming back into it. Uh, She's getting back with me tomorrow. And uh, I'm about to have another one. My wife's like eight and a half months pregnant. We could have another little oh, girl at any moment. That yeah, is so. so great, Sammy. Yeah. Look, yeah. God so, bless you, brother. But talk about a tough time. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's scary time to be having a kid and having to go deal with the hospital. But I, I think they're taking all the proper precautions. And it, it, it kind of sucks because I'm the only one who's allowed to be in the delivery room. No visitors. You know, it's going to be hard not, not having... Uh, you know, my sister, my parents, uh, all our family members aren't really going to be able to spend any time with our newborn baby, you know? Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, crazy uh, times. It is crazy times. Wow, I can't believe you have another another baby. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. The timing, the well, timing could have been a little better, but... Well, it's all right. At least I'll get to, you know, at least the, the plus side is I get to spend a lot of time at home with her when she's, when she first gets home from the hospital and, you know, get to get that daddy daughter bonding right off the bat. Does this mean you guys had like a crazy labor day or if my math's right, like an independence day, like when the, when <laughs> I guess the it was, yeah, it would, it would have been, yeah, it was a crazy summer altogether. So dude i do that with my friend my friend's uh his baby's due in june i'm like what were you guys doing on uh thanksgiving or something you always count nine months back yeah see what what Uh, holiday lies closest something like that right yeah yeah. (laughs) whenever the uh the inhibitions go out the window but uh dude dana white's uh inhibitions have been uh have been checked Disney and ESPN checked them. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know how much you've been paying attention, but UFC 249. Were Were you gonna yeah. tune in? Because I see the big debate. It's 70 bucks. The economy's tough, but on the reverse side or the flip side, uh, nobody has anything to watch. Yeah, and nobody's really spending a lot of money, right? Like you, you're not going out. You're not eating out. Nobody's so everyone should be, and everyone's so bored. It's worth it, right? And everyone's so you know going so so much sports withdrawal that they'll probably take anything they can get dude they're replaying the best nfl games like from the i'm like my brother's watching this i'm like dude you know what happens i know i I always have a hard a really hard time watching 
watching fights and like I mean if if I know it's a great fight and I want to go back and watch it again but like when I know the results it's just it's just not the same for me so I was looking well, forward to to some fights but that being said you know I'm I kind of I'm kind of have there's two ways of thinking about it and I'm I'm not entirely sure how I felt about you know Dana putting on these events I I know you know Dana he's he's a gangster like that if he can he can put something like that together and and make you know make some money he's going to do it but it is it going to open a, a floodgate and you know is everyone going to start trying to put on these kind of events and different sports and whatnot and you know and then it starts to compromise people's safety that's you know but i do want i would have liked to i would have been one of the people ordering those fights for sure so i can't be be too judgmental that's what I was I was telling Mike earlier. I was like, I was like, Mike, my mind's telling me no. I was like, this is a bad idea for the safety. It's almost like uh, just going against everything we're being told right now. I, I even hate with the news anchors are in studio on ESPN or on CNN or Fox or NBC. I'm trying to spread the love so nobody knows what I watch. <laughs> but I, I'm saying like, it, it's bad that they're even in the studios. They should just be doing it from their home. But then yeah. on the, the flip side, my body uh, is telling me, like, dude, we haven't seen action. We haven't seen live sports. We haven't seen fights. Like, I was like, I'm not going to not watch if it's on. And, uh, I mean, I think it's for the best that it, the, the, the world is going through a healing process for however long this lasts. I think yeah, it's I a think correction. It it's a correction. Like, you know, when they say the market is in a correction, when, when the stock market – when the stock market goes, goes down, it's a correction. That's what we're in right now. The whole world is yeah. in a correction. Yeah. I just seen uh, the Godzilla movie, the recent one, with the girl from The Departed um, and running scared. And she says this thing, they're like, why do you want to let the monsters out? She goes, I want it to, like, self-heal the earth or self-correct the earth. The monsters are going to get rid of what humans. And I was like, Joe Rogan had a very similar take. But it was a lot more kumbaya in the fact that he was saying, he goes, maybe during this point, he goes, forget about the deaths. Those are obviously awful. But maybe at this point, uh, we can just be better people on the, the other side of this. And I, is that what you're kind of trying to hint at, like a correction, like being better, Mike? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I swear. Dude, I'm sober. I'm sober. <laughs> Mike, I'm trying to get this done so we can start drinking. that around. <laughs> I have zero idea what you're talking about right now. Oh, I think my wife's in the other room, probably just rolling her eyes. <laughs> you know, I, I do think this. I do think this. When we can come out on the other, hopefully, we can come out on the other end of this quarantine. With, Save uh, me, Sam. Save me. A little bit. Well, I think it's a, it's gonna it's giving me one thing. I'm kind of reflecting on is the stuff that I don't miss. Right, the stuff that I was. You know, there's there's obviously the things you took for granted. But then there's also things that it's like, did I, I don't really miss doing that. Like, you know, going out for no reason, just cause it's, you know, it's Friday, you got nothing to do. Let's go drink a bunch of booze and go do, you know, the same old shit when, you know, I, I that's maybe not the best example, but there's, I mean, it's, you know, it's been nice spending time with the people that's just the people closest to you and kind of cutting out some of the, the things you just don't need in life. So hopefully on the other end of this we keep it more to necessities and less uh 
you know, make it less about, you know, things that we don't need. Thank you for uh, putting that into English, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think you brought my point home. <laughs> Have you guys I ever seen Billy Madison when he explains the industrial revolution? <laughs> and it's the, the judge says it's the biggest crock of shit he's ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey Sam, were, yeah, were you there the day that you and I were beating the shit out of each other in in the Bellagio? I I remember I remember a few wild nights where you and I yes. got into it. <laughs> Sam, is this true? Is Mike really a wild animal? I've, we've only connected over the internet, but I want to party with this guy. Oh yeah, yeah, you be careful. Oh. No way, no what you're getting into before. Meet up with Bro, I heard from Marcus Mara. He goes, he shin kicks you and asks you to punch him in the stomach. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like a good Friday night. Well, yeah, that's why him and Tompkins used to get along great because they both get a couple crowning, crowning gingers into him and start going at it. <laughs> dude, he was just telling Forrest Griffin that. Forrest Griffin's like, dude, I'm on the other side of the partying right now. Mike's like, no, no, no. We we told the security we were all friends that we were beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a bad night. That was a really bad the good, night. The good old days. Oh, dude, <sighs> we are we are on the phone with Sam Stout, one of the most dangerous fighters in all of UFC. Wow. That might be a bit of an exaggeration, but not true. Actually. Not true. Not true. I remember when you fought Chan Young Sung, the Korean zombie, you fucking fought him. You're thinking Hominick. You're thinking Hominick. He was a 145er. I never fought Chan I never wow, Mike, you nationalist son of a bitch. I did fuck that up, didn't I? Yeah, that's Dominic. <laughs> All right, GS, after GSP, what are the top Canadian fighters? Sam, you're in the Ooh. top 10. Uh, oh, come on. It's got to be, no, it's got to be fucking, what's his name? The fucking. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> you got, well, you got, uh, you know, Hominick's obviously up there. He was able to make it to, you know, a number one contender spot. <clears throat> I think Jonathan Goulet was up there. But Chris Hordecki? Chris Hordecki, for sure. I mean, our whole crew Yo, did some, did some R- big things. Rory. Rory, for sure. Rory's, Rory's got to be up in the top, you know, top two, top three in my books. He's done a lot of big things in his career. Yeah, he does. Well, yeah, yeah, he has. Absolutely. Yeah. Sam, is it true that they they leave the doors unlocked in Canada? Yeah, we we don't really worry about that kind of stuff. Depends on the, I guess it depends on where you're at. But if you're, yeah, if I, I we live in kind of, you know, a residential neighborhood. It's all houses. And there's no, you know, and there's, I I mean, I I lock my now that I got a wife and kids, I lock my doors a little. If I think about it, but uh, for years and years, I was almost. That on the on the flip side of that too, I I was almost kind of I always kind of wanted somebody to break in, <laughs> just like you picked the wrong house, dude. <laughs> oh, that just came out too, Anthony Smith, right? Oh um, yeah, I heard that. I saw. Him I saw the thing across the bottom of ESPN. I don't the exact story they said, and I 
Anthony would probably be pissed, but ESPN said that he struggled with this guy. And Anthony said that he's – I didn't see the interview, but the quote is that he's no normal human being. Like, Anthony was struggling fighting some intruder. And Anthony's probably, like, 230 pounds. Yeah, he's a big boy. Six, four. Yeah. I mean, Dude, the perps I think are training. based on I – saw I saw, like, a clip of the interview, it was, but he pretty much told the whole story. And – he woke up in the middle of the night and his wife was saying there's somebody in the house. And then he came downstairs and there was some dude that was like standing in his house, like not, not like scared of him when he like kind of startled by him when he came downstairs, but not, I think the guy was a little off, like off his rocker. Cause he wasn't trying, he didn't like, he wasn't in there breaking into steel stuff. Cause he, he just stood his ground when Anthony came down and was like kind of trying to flex at him. And then, you know, the fight, they just started fighting. And what did he say about the actual fight? And did he say, like, he was beating the shit out of the he guy? He didn't really or? give too many details on, on you know, play-by-play. Play, but it sounded to me, I, I just kind of assumed that he just would have beat the hell out of him. Jeez. My brother, who knows uh, a lot of local police, he's been saying that uh, he's like, domestic violence is going up uh suicides are going up and he said crime is going to go up and i assume that uh maybe that smith incident has to do with this uh current situation yeah maybe i mean you think about this you know if say it's a street person you know they're them making ends meet is all dependent on what they could panhandle for for a lot of them right so they're probably getting hungry that, i mean that might be one reason have you uh have you been in any street fights that you can talk about? Oh, not in a long, long time. <laughs> you want me to go back into the vault? You want me to go back into the vault? And yeah, old, sure. It, some old war dude, stories. Mike's drinking quarantinis. It's Friday, so well. Let me start off by saying none of these fights. I've never started any of these fights. <laughs> <laughs> But I, but I have been known to finish a few. Hold on, everybody. Before we get to the epic, epic, epic story of Sam Stout defending himself at a bar in London, Ontario, me and Mike are going to tell you about True Classic Tees. Super excited about a new sponsor for our show, bro. Style is changing, and the t-shirt is in. Finally, finally, I win, I win. Dude, true classic tees are my favorite. It's based in L.A. and a t-shirt company that's on the rise. That's right, baby. Soft t-shirts, they hold up in the wash, and they're incredibly versatile. Yeah, you can wear them out, you can wear them to work out, or around the house, which, by the way, as you know, we're pretty much in the house these days. <laughs> Pessimistic, but true. But the best part, dude, they're incredibly cheap. Only 15 bucks. And you can get them now for even less. Tell them how, Mike. Go to trueclassictees.com. Use a code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. I'm already there, brother. This is the Believe in MMA Mavericks podcast. Um, I, be- I think my best one, uh, we-, we dubbed it the, the Kent Street Massacre. And me and one Jeez. of my old training partners, Straka, do you remember Pete Brown? Of course I do. Yeah, so me and Pete Brown used to live together. We, we lived about two blocks from the main 
strip of bars in, in London called Richmond Street. We lived on a street right off Richmond Street called Kent Street. And uh, we were, you know, it was after last call. We were just kind of had been at the bar all night. And there was this big group of people from another small town outside of London that used to do this. Apparently, they did this annual pub crawl every year. And they all, they all had matching T-shirts made up. And they were getting everyone in the bar to write on them with Sharpies. So we had, they, all, they all were all dressed alike and everything. And we were talking to them and hanging out with some of them in the bar. But after the bar ended, um, they were all getting loaded back or about to get loaded on this coach bus, like a big Greyhound. And uh, one of them shoved the other one. He bumped into this girl. And, you know, one thing led to another. And they, we start, they started kind of coming at me and chirping me a little bit. And I decided to be the bigger man. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to go home. All right. I lived, I lived two blocks away. I can, I can, I can see my apartment from where, from outside the bar we're standing at. So I'm like, you know what, man, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to leave. So I start walking me and Pete Brown and uh, my other buddy Higgins and uh, who wasn't a fighter at all. And Pete, Pete was my main training partner at the time. So we, we start walking away and these guys gather the whole crew, like 15, 20 people. And they follow us around the corner and they start, uh, you know, they start chirping us from as we're walking away. And I, you know, I look at my apartment and it's right in front of me and I look back and I'm like, you know what, these guys can't come to my town and pull their shit on me. So me, so I turn around and I'm like, listen, man, if you know what's good for you, you're going to get back on that bus and just head back to Sarnia. This is where they're from. And, uh, one of them just cold cocks me, right. Jumps over his buddy's shoulder, punches me in the face. So it was on. So me and Pete took out the whole the whole busload of guys. <laughs> we went home completely drenched in blood, and without a mark Holy on it. Shit. On either one of us. We just massacred this whole this whole crew. Oh my That's, gosh! How much does Pete weigh, and how much were you walking around at? Well, we were you know we were both fighting at 155 at the time, so we we're probably about 175 off season, like in the off season. So not not huge guys. And these were like you know this is we found out these guys all work at a bar. So we had the bouncers the the bartenders, the, you know, the male staff, we based, and we just smashed all of them. And then we kind of were thinking after, like, how, how shitty would you feel if you had to ride the bus home an hour back to your hometown with <laughs> all of them bloodied and beaten by, yeah. by, two, by two guys? All just Holy shit. Hang dog expressions on their face. Dude, I've heard of the story with uh, Roger Huerta. He was in Texas. He fought like a collegiate college football player who was like north of 230, 240, and he fucked him up. Can you uh, tell us like what's what I I've, I haven't been in many street scuffles. What's the difference between like, uh, I mean, fighting multiple guys? That's literally like a movie. It's not like a one on one contest of fighting a the regular trick, guy. The you're trick you're like, fighting multiple guys is you just can't let anybody get behind you. So you just got to okay. keep them, you know, they started in front of me. And as soon as the fight started, I started moving backwards, throwing punches. So you got to fight like a little oh, Chuck Liddell style, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you throw that, throw that, that check hook moving backwards, light somebody up, keep them kind of try and keep them lined up one after another. So you got to move, you know, it's, it's, there's different, but the, the, the big thing is just don't let get hit by a punch you don't see coming. So the trick is just move backwards all the time. Jeez. 
That's scary, man. <laughs> How, uh, when was this? How deep into, uh, your fighting career? Uh, I think it would have been about 2008. So two years into my UFC career. Oh, shit. I guess did, I wasn't uh, that, the bar? I guess I wasn't that recognizable back then. <laughs> what, uh, what the hell were you doing in London? Were you training at like the Wolf Slayer or like? No, no, no. London, Ontario. London, Ontario. That's what, that's my, that's where I'm from. I'm I'm like oh, that's, Canada. Dude, I'm, that's Canada. Yeah, bro. sorry, sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking I, yeah. of like the hooligans. No, like they're like, oh, sign no, my I fucking shirt, sign my fucking shirt. <laughs> no man, London, Ontario. I'm oh. like a bit, a bit uh, southwest of Toronto, about an hour and a half, two hours southwest of Toronto. Jeez. Hopefully, one of them was a, a Canadian MMA media member. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, if we're, dude, Canada MMA media has a lockdown. Robin Black, Aaron Bronstetter, and uh, Ariel Hawane, of course. I mean, yeah. the U.S. has uh, Mike and Ike. <laughs> I, I do like, I do like Robin. Robin Black is Robin Black's a great guy, man. He's, He's such a nice dude, huh? Yeah, I really like that. He was a fighter too. Yeah, he, you know what? He really, he really went out. Um, when I first met him, he, he was, uh, he was like a color guy on, uh, on this, basically the Canadian MTV, much music it was called. And he used to do a lot of, uh, you know, on location stuff for them and, and was like a VJ and, uh, yeah, he decided he was going to get into the MMA game, but he just, he, he went about it in a really cool way. He, um, instead of just jumping into it, not really knowing what he was doing, he, he decided he was going to, you know, use his leverage and his connections to get in touch with, you know, myself and Hominick and George St. Pierre and all the, you know, all the Canadian fighters in his, you know, driving distance and did this film, this kind of reality show where he went and trained with all of us and then joined a gym in Toronto. Um, he started training at Extreme Couture in Toronto. So, he was working out with Dominic and Hordeski a lot there. And yeah, I went in and did a couple of fights, ended up going pro and having a couple, you know, having a couple of decent matches to give him just to have that better insight when it came down to broadcasting MMA. So it was a pretty cool, can, cool thing. Can Robin really scrap? Like if he was the third member in this London brawl, London, Ontario for everybody, uh, like could Robin like help you guys fuck up some of those people? Like was he, was he pretty nice in the gym? Yeah, he was. He was. Oh, he was good, man. Very, very good. like technically good, nice. very talented. Not the most physically imposing guy, you know. He's a smaller dude, and you know he's he he but hard worker. Definitely got to where he did in his fight career based on work ethic, which has you know obviously translated well into his you know his his broadcasting career. Now he's a hard working guy, does his homework, does the legwork, does what he has to do to to rise to the you know rise to the top nice yeah well, have you ever have you ever trained with mike me uh no yeah, yeah sam yeah, have, no just, sam just Stel outside the bar sam Stel kicked my just outside ass. the bar are you fucking kidding me right now there's <laughs> yeah. no way i would fight sam stout there's, there's no 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 not fight no not fight. way like, i would fight sam stout like move around train with dude you got a video of you moving around frankie edgar online Sam Stout is fucking the man. Like, stop. Just stop. 
Ike. It's never too late, Straka. You can uh, <laughs> come down. You got to see Hominick and Hordesky and myself got a great gym in London now. We opened really? the place up about a year and a half ago. What's it called? Adrenaline Training Center. All right. I'll come down. I would yeah. love to. Yeah, I would yeah love we, to bought nice, uh, we bought a building. We're like, we got a, we bought a three-story building, so we, we kind of own our own space now, which has been really nice. We got tenants upstairs, but we got main floor has like 4,500 square feet, and then same with the basement. So we got our grappling and weights, grappling and weight room downstairs, and then upstairs is all striking and kickboxing. So I'll come down. It's a pretty cool spot. All right, I'm coming. Are you doing I'm, the I'm online videos? Down. I'm coming down. And by the way, Sam, I'm gonna kick yeah. your fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, I've been retired for a while, man. I ain't what I used to be. <laughs> I, I still think the you, only I, way I, Mike I, would win, <laughs> Sam would have to be sleeping <laughs> and like tied down to the bed when we woke him up. You're damn straight, Ike. You're fucking damn straight. There's Dude, no he has one of the like top UFC fights. There's no That's way. There's no way I'm beating Sam Stout. However, I do love Sam Stout. I love you too, bro. I miss you, I man. It's been years. I haven't seen you in so I long, know. man. We used to I hang out you, all man. the time. Just, Sam, apparently Mike's the Sam, worst with like meeting up with old friends. No, Sam, I fucking love you, dude. Like you're you're my boy. This is uh this is usually the conversation we have after after the fights, <laughs> after the drinking. Mike yeah. on the I love you. Mike's on the I love you, man. <laughs> you <have> me... <laughs> no, I love uh, you too, man. I love you too. I miss right. you. I miss you too, man. And I, I miss our boy. Yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> that's, yeah. Not we're, that's not what we're talking about. But I, uh, I miss our boy so much, man. Yeah, old old I John Tompkins, so man. Everyone, yeah. it's it's uh, yeah. You don't meet that's a once in a lifetime dude right there. Yep. Yeah, he was a great guy, man. He was he was, like I said, he was my fucking. He was my work wife. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. You guys uh, you guys were trouble when you got together, man. Yeah, we were. He was such a fucking gem, man. He was a fucking gem. All right. I'm 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 signing off. Good night, boys. All right, take care. Love you guys. That was a great interview, brother. All right, peace. Stay healthy. Talk to you later, and uh, good luck with the uh, the pregnancy, man. Thank you, thank you. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna give me something to do during this quarantine, having a baby around. Well, this is gonna be ironic, though. Uh, I was supposed to announce that this episode, my wife just found out she's pregnant, but oh, Mike just signed off. <laughs> Congratulations. Hopefully, we could come up there, man. We could do some media coverage of Adrenaline Trainer Center uh, in london ontario not london england um but me and mike would love it brother thank you again for your time and uh stay safe healthy and happy and uh, uh watch out for those uh breaking and enterings <laughs> yeah all right take care man bye take it easy brother nice to meet you so you just heard sam stout the great and wonderful sam stout 
Mike just signed off. He We didn't do our typical until next time. Enjoy the fights because there are no fights. Dana White was trying to get them together. But see you guys next week. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.